Hello and welcome back to the Game Shifters podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be looking at the best free agents in each position. For today, we're going to be looking at the NHL free agents, and on another day, we're going to be looking at the MLB free agents with a special guest. First, we're going to start off with the highly anticipated free agent of the season, uh, Elias Lindholm, currently a part of the Calgary Flames. Uh, He's having an incredibly down season, but he's been hit with the injury bug a lot, but he does win a lot of face-offs. He has a career face-off percentage of 53.6%, and with the Flames, he's basically a a point-per-game player and is an amazing first-line center on almost any team. Uh, For myself, I can see Elias Lindholm going to a team like the Dallas Stars, He could be an easy second line center, possibly even third line, depending on their depth. Uh, He could also be a Boston Bruin. He'd be perfect, and they always are a team that goes out and tries to get the best guys at every single deadline for the past three or four years. The same thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been having a lot of ups and downs and struggles, so I could absolutely see them trying to get the best bang for their buck at this trade deadline. Another team would be the Carolina Hurricanes. They are currently ninth in league positioning, and I can see them absolutely adding another center depth to their team. Up next, we have another center player in Sean Monahan. He has one of the weirdest trades I've ever seen. On August 18th in 2022, he was traded from the Calgary Flames with a conditional first-round pick in the 2025 draft to the Montreal Canadiens for... Future considerations, which basically means consider your future not on this team. Sean Monaghan is is on the first power play unit with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. He's also on the second penalty kill unit, which says a lot about his defensive game and the amount that he can score. Uh, He has 11 goals and 20 assists and 31 points in 47 games played. With the Habs, he has a 55.6% faceoff wins percentage which is currently 23rd in the league, which a bunch of teams can use. Some of them that come to mind are the Buffalo Sabres, adding him onto a team like that that is just up and coming and has a lot of younger stars, using him to be able to win faceoffs, as well as getting those assists can definitely boost the team. Uh, Another team I've heard a lot about and a lot of trade rumors is the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Just adding another star player to that star-studded lineup could definitely make them a Stanley Cup champion team once again. Uh, One team that I absolutely would love to see Sean Monaghan on is the Dallas Stars. Uh, Looking at what he can do, putting him on a team with Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski, it just just makes sense. I, I can't see him on another team with two other wingers better than that. And another team I could also see him on is the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, with Lindholm, he has a lot of defense around him, a lot of good players, and it just makes sense. It puts him just an edge above everyone else. Up next, we have another player that I never thought that I would be saying that he is an up-and-coming free agent, Steven Stamkos. Uh, 16 years with the Tampa Bay Lightning, he currently has 1,099 points in 1,048 games played. He's playing on the top line with Braden Point and Nikita Kudrov. He's on the first power play unit, 
and one of the most dominant Stanley Cup winning teams in recent memory. He is 33, but he adds way more than just his age. He has league-leading assists almost every year, especially in his division. He has a face-off win percentage of 53% in 16 years with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is also one of the greatest Tampa Bay Lightning to play of all time, and he's from Ontario as well. All that being said, I cannot see him being on another team than Tampa Bay Lightning. I would like to see him retire on the same team that drafted him. Alright, we are going to move on to wingers. So now we have one of the best scorers in the league right now, and Sam Reinhart. He's having an unreal season with 35 goals, which is second in the league, and 25 assists. So 60 points in 46 games, looking to have his first 100-point season. He's on the first line with Sasha Barkov and Evan Rodriguez. He has five goals and two assists in five games. He also plays over 20 minutes of ice time per game. He's on the first power play and second penalty kill, which shows you just how well he is defensively as well as scoring. He's only 28, so I could see him being a player in the league that's here for a while. I don't know what team he could be going to, but it's any team that could be willing to give him at least 8.5 to 10 million a year. Next up, we have Jake Genzel. Uh, Jake Genzel plays on the first power play unit with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Eric Carlson, and Brian Rust. So, you know, he has some good company. Uh, he currently has two goals and one assist for three points in the last five games with Crosby and Rust on the first line. He plays over 21 minutes of ice time per game. He has 20 goals, 27 assists for 47 points in his last 44 games. He's 29, so he's going to be young and he can get a contender team probably all the way there. He's been there before in 2016-17 uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins in their last Stanley Cup win. Uh, for Jake Genzel, I could absolutely see him going to the Vancouver Canucks. I think that they are all-in buy-now team. They need scoring. Their their goaltenders are doing the best they can, and we will come back to them with goaltending. Up next, we have a fan favorite of mine, uh, Jonathan Marchessault. I am a Vegas fan. I have been since they were since they began the franchise, basically. Uh, he is on the first power play unit with Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, Alec Martinez, and Pavel Dorofeyev. He's currently on the second line with Ivan Barbashev and Nicholas Waugh. He has been incredible this season, especially with uh, Jack Eichel out and a bunch of other people out. We can all look at their stats and everything and look at how much over the cap they are. But currently, Jonathan Marcheseau has five goals and three assists for eight points in the last five games. He has 22 goals and 15 assists for 37 points in his last 48 games and is just the beginning for the Smythe Trophy winner. Continuing on with wingers, we have Vladimir Tarasenko up next. He's currently on the third line of the Ottawa Senators with the new addition Shane Pinto and Matthew Joseph. He's on the second power play unit, and he only has 12 goals and 19 assists for 31 points in 41 games played. Now, that is a bit of a down year for Tarasenko. He's an amazing player. 
He definitely has a third eye when it comes to hockey and the puck. I could absolutely see him going to the Tampa Bay Lightning again because they always try and find the best player. Same thing with the Bruins. So if you're looking for Tarasenko to be going anywhere, I could think it would be the Lightning or the Bruins. The Senators aren't the best team for the sort of player Tarasenko is on. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit for the Lightning, the Bruins, or even the New Jersey Devils. Uh, With Andre Palat out, I think he'd fill that void perfectly. And again, Tampa Bay, if they're looking for a playoff push, I know that they're either in 10th or 11th as the time of this recording. So I think that'd be an amazing addition for any team to have Vladimir Tarasenko get you all the way there. Here's a player who's made his way around the league, but most notable as a St. Louis Blue and having a ridiculous inaugural season with the Vegas Golden Knights, David Perron. Uh, Perron is on the first power play unit and has 10 goals and 12 assists for 22 points in 41 games. Now, it is a bit of a down season, but nonetheless, he is a great player that any team can use. He's a great winger that I could see the Sabres using next year or even the Minnesota Wild. Something that gives them an extra push. And he can also have a third eye for hockey as well. Here's a player that is good everywhere he goes. Tyler Toffoli. He plays on the Devils' second line with Dawson Mercer and Andre Palat, as well as the first power play unit. He has 20 goals and 13 assists for 33 points in 45 games. He's an extremely valuable add-on to any team that can use a player with great game sense and a passing eye. I could absolutely see him going to the Red Wings, possibly even the Oilers, and the Sabres again. And the last one that we have for the Wingers is one of the best hands in the game and puck movement players in the league, Patrick Kane. Uh, He has 7 goals and 9 assists and 16 points in 19 games played. An absolutely amazing player, an absolute dynasty player in the playoffs. He has had some extremely clutch goals and even better sellies. He is 35, so he's looking at the end of his career here. I could see him going back to the Red Wings, maybe having a little stint with Austin Matthews on the Leafs. Uh, I think he'd be an amazing fit for the Edmonton Oilers. Just putting him on the second line, possibly even third line, Uh, Having him on the power play as well, just his passing and even goal scoring still at the age of 35 is still one of the best in the league and just a notable name for any town. All right, moving on to defensemen. Uh, Brad Montour, he's a second line defenseman averaging about 24 minutes of ice time per game. He's also on the first power play unit and he's coming off of his best career season with 16 goals, 57 assists, 73 points in 80 games last year. Nothing held him back in the playoffs. I know I was watching from a Vegas Golden Knights fan, watching the the Florida Panthers last year, and just seeing him on every goal, either it was him scoring it or him being on the assist charts. It, It was something from him. His playoff performance helped the Panthers go all the way to the finals, with 8 goals and 5 assists for 13 points in 21 games. As a defenseman, that does not happen every year. You can look at Kale McCarr in his season when the Avalanche won, but there is not many defensemen that stand up like he does. Brad Montour is a first-line defenseman in almost any other team. Okay, moving on to Matt Dumba. 
Uh, Matt Dumba is a right shot defenseman having an incredibly down year with two goals, three assists for only five points in 44 games played. He's had some good seasons with the Minnesota Wild. With a good defensive partner, there's no doubt that Dumba can come back better than ever. I could absolutely see him on the Leafs. The pairings that they have, getting rid of John Klingberg, I think Dumba would fit that slot perfectly, as well as the Sabres. Having people like Owen Power and other people to put him up with, showing that he can have a leadership role or even just kind of step on the brakes a little bit. He doesn't have to be the the number one defensive guy, but his season, it's not one to remember for Dumba. But yeah, I can definitely see him on the Leafs or the Sabres going into this next season. All right, now we're moving on to goalies. Like I promised earlier, we would come back to the Vancouver Canucks, and here we are. Casey DeSmith. Uh, even though he's a backup, he's not having an amazing season. In 14 games played, he's 7-3-3 with a 9-15 save percentage and a 255 goals against average. The Vancouver Canucks being one of the hottest teams in the league is no surprise with the amount with the amazing goalies that they have behind them. I mean, Thatcher Demko is probably one of the best goalies in the league and might end up winning the Vezina this year. Casey Smith is helping him definitely in a mindset, making sure that on the days that he has off, he does not have to worry about who's in net because DeSmith is just absolutely lights out right now. DeSmith's career stats of 148 games played, he's 65, 47, and 18 with a career save percentage of 913 and a 2.78 goals against average. He's only 32, so I could see him playing for probably another four years. DeSmith, I could see going to the Devils. Uh, the New Jersey Devils don't really have the best goaltending situation. They have really good offense. They're getting there with defense, getting uh, Luke Hughes and a bunch of other younger defensemen, but their goalies just aren't there to help them. Uh, a guy like Casey DeSmith, especially after this year, I could definitely see helping them a lot. Another team would be the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are definitely at a win-now mode, uh, especially with Connor Hollowbrook just getting signed to that. I know that Lauren Epressois' contract is coming up as well after the end of this season. So I think that, that would also be a perfect fit for Casey DeSmith. This player has to be one of the most surprising goalies, if not players of the year, Jonathan Quick. He's one of the best playoff goalies of the 2010s. When the Kings thought he was winding down, he simply had to prove them wrong and go on a winning streak with Vegas to win the cup. And now he's on the Rangers being absolutely lights out. He is 9-4-2 with two shutouts, putting up a 9-15 save percentage and a 246 goals against average. With 769 games played, he has 384 wins and a career save percentage of 9-11. It's an amazing career. Any team can use a player like Jonathan Quick. I think that the Vancouver Canucks could use him, um, especially if they lose Casey DeSmith. Having him as a backup to Thatcher Demko would be amazing. Another team you can go to is the Winnipeg Jets. Again, like I said, with Lauren Epersois leaving, it'd just be a perfect fit as well. Uh, the New Jersey Devils could add him as well as DeSmith, have Quick as the backup to DeSmith. 
that would be something to look forward to. Or have the Rangers sign him again, especially behind Igor Sesterkin. I don't see why that would be a problem whatsoever. He is on the tail end of his career, so I don't think that he'd have any more of a two, maybe three-year contract for a low AAV. Next goalie up is Martin Jones. He's having an impressive season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Currently going 9-6-1 with a 9-11 save percentage and a 2.64 goals against average with two shutouts on the season. With a healthy wool, Jones could be a great backup, especially as a 34-year-old goalie. He hasn't had a year like this since 2017-18, so I don't really see it living up to be like this for the next three or four years. I think that he's just having a good season because he has to. He has 461 games played for 234 wins, 169 losses, 36 overtime losses, with 30 career shutouts. A guy like Martin Jones, I can see him staying on the Leafs again, uh, helping out Joseph Wool when he's healthy, and if not, we already know that he can stand up in net and also stand on his head. I think another team that would be good for him would be the Tampa Bay Lightning, helping out Andre Vasilevsky as well, and as well as the New Jersey Devils. Again, with all the goaltending problems that they have, I definitely think they are a good push for the playoffs when they have good goaltending, and Martin Jones being there for about two to three years would be perfect to end end his career. Last and certainly not least, this is my favorite player of all time. He is one of the best goalies of the generation. He is a three-time Stanley Cup champion, a Vesna winner, and one of four goalies in the NHL to play 1,000 games and is currently second in all-time wins. That is Marc-Andre Fleury. He's first in consecutive years in the playoffs with 17 consecutive seasons going to the playoffs. With this looking to be his last year, I would hate to see that streak end. So I would love Flurry to go to a playoff contending team. There's been a lot of speculation around the Colorado Avalanche possibly signing him to get him either as a backup or kind of a full-time goalie for the playoffs sort of action. I've also heard a lot about the Leafs kind of putting him back to Ontario or Canada so then he can kind of end his career back with a Canadian team, kind of where it all started. He's having a career low in save percentage with a 897, which kind of shows you that a clutch goalie with only having an 897 and his career save percentage of a 913. So all in all, I think this is going to be a fun and interesting trade deadline and offseason. We'll be back with a new episode shortly on the MLB free agents with a guest to discuss the hottest names still available on the market. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Game Shift Pod and Instagram at the Game Shift Pod as well. Thank you for listening and please put in the comments players that you want to see get moved or traded. Until next time, cheers.